to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you being here. We are in episode 63. Holy cow. I can't believe it's 63 episodes in. And um, I'm just so grateful to every single one of you who tune in every week and um, have gone with me on this journey. So I appreciate you and thank you. And um, I have so (laughs) our bipolar uh, Colorado weather is in full force as I'm recording today. And um, so I have a space heater on. So if that is uh, making it a little bit, I try to move my uh, microphone away from the space heater. But if you hear something in the background, it's the space heater because it's freezing. Um, It was, let's see, uh, 75 degrees on Saturday, 70 degrees yesterday, and today it's 14. So to say that our bodies are um, having a little bit of a hiccup, be an understatement our bodies are like what is happening um so i have the space heater on so uh please bear with me as that's going i'm hoping that it doesn't uh show up too loudly in the recording but it's just too cold in my house right now to not have it on so today we are talking about processes and you may be going like i don't need to talk about processes i just need to get through the day i just need to get my client work done i just need to get done the things that I need to get done. I don't have time to come up with processes. And if you are saying those things to yourself, I am going to recommend highly that you listen to this episode because you will be continually stuck in that um, same situation that you're in where you're feeling overwhelmed and you can't get anything done and you can't get ahead and you can't take on more clients and you can't make more money and on and on and on and on until you document your processes. And so I wanted to do this episode. This is something I'm going through right now. And I promise you, it is not easy for me either, but it has become imperative because I have realized and I have seen other people um, that I have been um, in business with or that have, you know, our um, fellow entrepreneurs, the the people that have created these processes and have begun to scale and, um, outsource pieces of their business that they don't really need to be a piece of have uh, had overwhelming success. And so they have inspired me to uh, document my processes so that I can get the things off of my plate that take up a lot of time so that I can focus on the things that I'm really good at and that I really love. And so one of those things is uh, the back end of this podcast. And I have a lot of people reach out to me about the podcast, which is why I have an episode coming up actually about creating your podcast and the equipment you need for a podcast and all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. It's in like, uh, I don't know, two or three episodes down the line. But um, for me, and you may have heard me say this before, but for me to create a podcast episode is at least four hours of time. And so that's a lot of time. And there's pieces of it that I love. I love um, mapping out what I'm going to say. I love recording. Um, I love connecting with you guys. Um, But as far as the back end piece of it, like creating the show notes and doing the visuals and putting it out on social media, well, things just don't get done because I don't have time to do all of the steps. Um, And they aren't things that obviously that I truly love 
because if they were, they would be getting done. And so that's a piece. So when I mapped out this pro this process, because I did map it out for the podcast, um, it was some ridiculous amount of steps. Like I want to say it was like 30 or 50 or 80 steps. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but it was a ton of steps. And so when I started to actually be aware of how much time it was taking me to do these episodes, I started to realize that was something that needed to have components of it um, outsourced to someone else that that's their genius zone. And so that really is the intention is, you know, if you are wondering, should I create processes? Why do I need to create processes? Well, there are really um, many, many reasons for why it's a good thing. You kind of need to put aside, so this sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think that nobody can do it as good as we can. And that puts us in a rabbit hole and this little square that um, keeps us stuck in only being able to take on a certain number of clients, only be able to touch a certain number of people's lives um, because we're too afraid to let go of things or we're too, you know, it's going to cost too much. That's something else that comes up. It's going to cost too much. Um, but I had my mentor put it to me this way and I'm going to share it with you because it was so important to hear this. If you were to, to pull up in your mind, um, your hourly rate and some people work hourly, some people just do a project basis, but just, you know, come up with a number and I don't know what that number is for you, but if you um, come up with a number and say, I'm just gonna use $100 an hour because it's an easy number to use. So if you charge people $100 an hour to work with you and you are typing your own emails and it's taking you two or three hours a week, you are paying $300 or more a week to write out emails. Now, if you hired a VA, even an expensive VA, and had them come on for five hours a week, the average rate for a virtual assistant is between 20 and $25. So you could have them for four hours a week to do all kinds of stuff besides email, and you're paying them a third of what you pay, what people pay you. And so I hope you're connecting the dots there is that you don't need to touch everything in your business to be successful. In fact, it's quite the opposite, which is where I'm at in my business, is that I'm, I'm letting go of some things. I know that there are things that can be done better by other people. And so I am in the process of documenting my processes so that I know what I can give to those people because you can't hire somebody if you don't know what you want to give them. Um, and I talked a little bit about choosing uh, people to come work for you in another episode. I don't have the number in front of me, but I will find it and I will link to it in the show notes. Um, but there are definitely people out there that you don't need to necessarily hire them for, for their experience as much as you do um, to hire them as a, an extension of who you are. And I don't really know how else to explain that more simply, but I will link to that episode because I did go into it in pretty good depth in that episode. So here are some reasons that uh, you may not have time to create processes or that um, some, not reasons, some outcomes that if you don't create your processes, uh, where you're gonna be stuck. You're not gonna be able to scale, uh, meaning you're not gonna be able to grow your business. You're gonna be stuck with the number of clients that you have now and possibly less because you won't have time to market. 
And so you kind of go in this roller coaster of, I have clients now, but I don't have clients tomorrow because I'm working on the client's work now and I don't have time to market. And so you go on and on and on. I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Um, You get caught up in where you are now and it makes it really difficult for you to go out and reach new people. And if you don't have processes, you can't hire people because you don't know what you're gonna give them and they won't know what to do, even if you do bring them on. And then you spend the time trying to figure out what to give them and instead of letting them, you know, hop in and you can give them some, some, you know, training on how you want things done, you, you're still trying to figure out what you want to give them. Um, it's going to make it very difficult for you to grow. And I know that there are many of you who would like to grow, even if you're, um, you're wanting to grow and have additional people in your office. If you were wanting to grow because you want to have more clients or you're wanting to grow, um, so you can create some more freedom in your business all of these different things. You're not gonna be able to do that if you haven't written down what you do already um, and enable other people to help you by outsourcing pieces of that to them. Now, something else that just popped into my head that is not on this um, list, but um, something that I have realized is that if you don't have these processes at least somewhat mapped out, you will go down a rabbit hole with people you're working with. So an example for me is I do a lot of consulting with people. Um, I sit down and I work with them on specific, um, I work them through a specific process that I have now created. But when I was first started, I would just be like, I would spend hours just talking to them, learning about their business. And I would end the meeting and I'd be like, I didn't get anything that I needed. Like I just enjoyed talking to them and learning their story. and, And that's all important for developing a relationship, but it made my job harder and it cost me more time because I would have to have another meeting with them to actually get through what I needed from them so that I could go back and do the work I needed to do on their brand or their sales funnel or their website or whatever it was. But because I didn't have a process and I didn't have it mapped out and I didn't know what needed to be covered during that time period, we didn't stay on time. I had to have another meeting, so it cost me more time. Uh, We didn't get to you know, unveil the issues that were really going on because we just kind of went down a rabbit hole. And so if you don't have those processes created just to efficiently and effectively run your business, I'm going to recommend that um, you look at that as well. Now, don't panic if you're like, oh, I don't have processes and I don't know where to start. And I'm, I'm going to walk you through a process at the end of this to help you start documenting. Actually, it's not at the end. It's as soon as I get through these top five um hiccups for not creating processes, which just turned into six. So I just gave you a bonus one. Um, But if you don't have your processes, you also are not going to be able to meet your goals. It's going to make it really difficult. You know, you might be able to meet some of those lower goals, but if you have like big, hairy, crazy goals that you want to reach, it's going to be really difficult to do that on your own because you're only one person and there are only so many hours in a day. And if you can't focus on the vision and creating, you know, the direction you want to go because you're stuck in the mundane everyday tasks that need to be done, it's going to be really hard to meet those really big goals. And so um, I want you to meet your goals, which is why we're going to talk about um, how to start processizing your, is that a word, processizing your business. But um, last, the last thing that's going to happen if you don't take time to write down your processes is that you are not going to be able to increase your revenue. 
And most of us went into entrepreneurship, not necessarily for the money. Yeah, the money is great and you can make really great money, but it's because we wanted the freedom. We didn't wanna have to report to somebody every single day. We wanted to have the ability to make decisions and make impact and change um, change the world, make a little dent, make, make a little or a giant dent in the world that wasn't there before that is for the betterment of the people that we're trying to help. And it's gonna be really difficult to do that if you're trying to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders because you won't let anybody help you. And so um, step number one, which really isn't even in here, is you need to put your ego on the back burner. And our ego will tell us over and over and over, you know, we are the only ones that can do it right. This is the only way it can be done. And if I don't, if it isn't done this way, it's not gonna be uh, the way, you know, it's not gonna be delivered the way that I would do it. Well, I hate to tell you, but that's simply not true. <laughs> like there are so many people out there that are better. We each have our own unique gifts and we cannot be good at everything. And so if you're really struggling with, you know, where should I be spending my time? I'm going to have you do a really quick exercise where you just take out a piece of paper. Please don't do it if you're driving, but you know, when you get a minute and ask yourself, you know, what makes me the most happy in what I do on a consistent basis? What makes me the most happy in, in my profession, in my business, in my job, that I do consistently, that when I, it just makes the time fly by. And if you can answer that question, you can really succinctly answer, then that is where you should be spending the majority of your time. And if you are not, then you're likely getting run down, you're getting burned out, you're getting tired, um, and you're getting frustrated and you're not gaining any ground because you are trying to complete all of these other things in your business and they are draining your energy. And I have a client that I just um, started working with again. I worked with him previously, but I just started working with him again. And this was one of the first questions I asked him. And if you look at people, when they answer this question, uh, their whole demeanor lights up. Their energy lights up, their face lights up, they get excited, they're smiling. Um, and so it's really easy for me to do that when um, I'm having a conversation with them but it may be helpful for you to have that same conversation with somebody you trust and see if they can report back to you what, um, what your energy look like. And I've had this happen to me a couple of times, one in person and then one actually over the phone. And um, for me talking about food, like I love to cook and I love to create recipes and I love to teach people about food. Um, and so that's just an arena that I really light up about. Um, strangely enough, the same thing happens when I talk about sales funnels. I love to talk about sales funnels. It's, it's exciting to me. It's interesting to me. I love to see the impact that people can have by changing their sales funnels. So look at your business and that would be actually like, you know, step, um, zero, <laughs> I guess it would be step zero is figuring out where you want to spend your time. And then step number one is just choose one process, choose one thing that is kind of a drag and it takes a lot of time and you really, you, you keep looking at it every week and you're like, I like it, but it just, it just takes so much time. And for me, that's the podcast is I love it. I love doing it. I just don't love all the pieces of it. And so um, that was the process I chose. And so look at your, you know, choose one thing you want to do. See, you know, and it's usually something that takes a lot of time. It's going to free up a lot of time in your day. 
Um, you, you don't typically, typically like it. It's a task that happens over and over again. Um, and it's not really a one-off task. So, you know, there's some things that you're going to do at the beginning of the year coming up in 2020. One of the episodes I have coming up is planning your promotions for next year, planning your calendar for next year, because you should really be looking at that for now, unless you're, you know, your year starts in June. Some people do a, a mid-year start, but, um, you know, when you're getting ready to launch into next year, what does that look like? And um, that's a one-off process. That's not something you're, you know, not that you couldn't create a process about around it and then have, you know, teammates to help you with that, but you're wanting things that are repeated over and over and over. So once you choose which one of those you're going to do, I want you to write it down. And um, this is kind of where I call, this is the, the step I call the awakening because we really don't have an awareness around how much time that process is taking until we actually sit down and write down that process. And it was like the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I know it takes time and I'm just going to do it and I can do it myself. And, um, and then when I sat down and wrote down the process, I was like, oh no, this is taking forever. And just writing that process down, I was just like, oh my gosh, no wonder I don't have time. Um, and batching, you know, just batching three episodes. I had a, I'm batching this morning. And um, I had to batch out like three hours just to record. And so that's a big chunk of your day. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad it's crappy outside because it gave me the motivation to sit here and record all these episodes. So, but also, you know, as you're doing that process, because one of the things I learned when I was um, documenting this podcast process was that I really can't do more than three episodes because if I do, I start to lose my voice and I get really hoarse and I'm I'm in episode two and... um, I can tell my voice is already getting a little bit tired. And so um, just it will make you aware of things that you never even knew were there. Like I was just like, oh, yeah, I can batch six episodes a day. Totally can't. I just can't. Um, My voice gets tired. I get kind of groggy. I start to lose my voice. So just things you need, you won't know until you start to document it and become aware of it. And awareness is really the first step of anything. Like if you aren't aware of what's taking up your time, you're not aware that, um, you know, what what you're doing every single day with your time, you, if you're not aware of it and how much time it takes, and, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be every day. Like the podcast, I don't do it every day. I usually do it consistently. Um, I have kind of a division of schedule, but I didn't even know that it was taking four hours an episode because... I wasn't aware. I was just doing it. Um, And so, you know, if I spent those four hours with the client, that's a huge increase in revenue. And so every week, that's four hours a week. And so if you look at that, then you can realize, you know, what can be um, automated? How can I simplify this process? Um, And how can I ultimately give out the components that I don't really like doing to someone else? And what would that look like? And what would it cost? And so once you start writing all that down, the awareness comes really, really quickly. And um, I want to preface that with, it's not going to be perfect the first time you write it down. The changes aren't going to be perfect. The way you simplify it isn't going to be perfect. But taking that first step to just document it and be aware of it is huge because that gets you in the mindset of, oh, this could be different. This could be... um, you know, this could be so much easier if I had A, B, C, D. 
um, or if I automated A, B, C, D, E. Um, and some of that, I mean, that's, that's outsourcing is when you're automating things that happen all the time. But even if it's just, you know, you automating it and putting it into a system that it's the same every single time. Um, so <clears throat> as you're creating that, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's going to evolve over time. It's never going to be stagnant. And it's just a matter of writing that process down, getting a feel for what it looks like, and then asking yourself, you know, can it be outsourced? Can pieces of it go to someone else? And um, having someone else look at the process and see if they understand what it is before you try to go hand it off to somebody else. Um, One of my favorite sayings is that everybody needs an editor. Every person needs an editor because whether you're creating content or you're trying to create a new process or, whatever it might be, you need another set of eyes on it because we get too close to it. And it's very easy to put binders or blinders on and not see the obvious. And so when we have that outside perspective, it's really nice to um, have that mirror held up and go, oh, I didn't even see that because I'm too close to it. And so um, the next questions that I would recommend you ask yourself are, you know, how can you simplify the process or can you simplify the process? What other pieces can somebody else do? And is it the whole process or is it just pieces of it? So let's look at the podcast process. You know, nobody else can really record this unless I bring in, um, you know, I've seen people do team episodes where their team will record for them, but it's pretty much me and you every week. And so that's not a piece that can be outsourced. However, the editing could be outsourced. The um, podcast show notes could be outsourced. Currently, I outsource the transcript, but it still needs to be edited. So that's another piece that could be outsourced. Um, the social media visual posts need to be outsourced because, you know, creating those visuals, that takes time. Um, the actual s- <clears throat> social media implementation So the social media engagement, the um, Facebook ads. So you see how this one process takes a lot of different steps. But if I had not documented that, I would have just kept doing the process over and over and over again. So look at your business and pick that one process and then ask yourself those questions. Can any of this be outsourced? Does the whole thing need to be outsourced? Do I even need to be doing it? Um, And the story that I've heard, I've heard this in multiple different ways. (laughs) This is a great story. So um, there's there's a woman who is going to create a pot roast dinner. And um, it was a recipe that was passed down from generation to generation. And she got ready to do it, cut the ends off the roast, put it in a pan and put it in the oven. And then finally her daughter is like, mom, why do we cut the ends off the roast? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Just that's the way grandma always did it. So that's how I do it. And so she went and she's like, grandma, why did we always cut the ends off the roast? She's like, oh, I don't know. That's just how your great grandma always did it. And so she tracked down the great grandma who's older and she's like, great grandma, you know, how, why do we always cut the ends off the roast before we make it? She's like, oh, because it wouldn't fit in the oven. So they just kept doing this process over and over and over again because it was the way that they were shown to do it instead of thinking outside the box. And so when I have you look at your processes, I want you to look at the process and ask yourself, really, does that piece need to be done at all? 
Because if it doesn't, then just eliminate it. Just get it out of your system and realize it doesn't need to be done. And um, so I'm, I'm trying to relate that to the podcast. Like I'm sure there's something that um, there there's something in the podcast process that doesn't need to be done. It's just not popping into my head right now. So if I come up with it, I will head on over to the Facebook page, Elisa Connor Consulting, and I will post it over there. I'll come up with it when I'm not recording. But um, so in order to move forward with that process, if you are going to outsource it, I have some recommendations. First is to um, actually have either yourself or someone else follow the process that you've documented and test it and see, um, you know, how is it working? Does it need to be improved? What needs to be improved? Um, And can they document it as they go along so that you can refine the process? Because as I said, this is not going to be a stagnant thing. Processes are not stagnant. They are constantly changing. And being aware of that and knowing, like just having an outline to go by and knowing that it's going to change over time and it's going to probably change regularly, at least you have a starting point. And so if you can get somebody to test that, either um, you're testing it yourself or if you bring somebody on and they're a new contractor or employee and you have them test it, um, just have them document what they ran across while they were doing it so that you can refine the process again and again. And what's really nice about that is that if you're hiring employees because of who they are, not what they do, um, that employee or that contractor, whichever route you decide to go, may move into a different position within your company at a later date. And so it makes it really easy for them to then take what they were doing because you have the process documented and train and show the next person who's hired for that position. And so it becomes a foundational piece of your business. And what's really great is that if you can keep those people um, that you find that are, you know, in the starting ground of helping you grow your business and keep them in play in your business, um, then they will grow with you and with the foundation. And it's much easier to bring on new people and not have to replace people if you don't have to. Um, And I think a lot of times people leave positions because they're frustrated. They don't know what the expectations are. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. All of the things that can be handled partially by a process. So test it. Um, have as simple of steps in your process as possible. Like don't have an, a three paragraph step because it's like a checklist. You're not going to have a three sentence checklist item. You're, it's going to be a short, simple checklist. So if it's more than like just a quick little five, six, seven words, then you need to you need to simplify it and you need to make it shorter and you probably need to add more steps. So um, once you get that down, you may be going, holy cow, there's a ton of steps. Just like with the podcast episode, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, So look at those steps and see what can be automated and what things can be batched. So as I talked about podcasting, you know, you can batch the episodes. There's a lot of times that I batch the intros. Um, When I'm not doing an intro that's part of a promotion, then that's a different intro and that's been recorded during a time when, you know, I'm not as busy. So how does that look? How does that map out? Which means you need to kind of look at your business overall and say, okay, what do I want to do in 2020? Where I'm just using 2020 because this is being recorded at the end of 2019. But 
you know, when you are looking at 2020, what are your big goals? And what does that look like? And how can you align everything else to those goals and to that process? Again, another process. So um, again, you can create systems that are going to save you time. And then you can also look at how you can outsource those pieces that take a lot of your time and that you really don't want to be spending your energy on. And so uh, just to wrap up, seven, seven quick tips on creating your first process is to pick one, um, write out an overall, uh, like a, I, w- I always like like cl- uh, cloud pictures, like you have a cloud above like a little thought bubble of what that process is and then, or that project. And then um, that project may have multiple pieces to it. So like a podcast has, I I mentioned, there's all these different things. Like you have um, your actual podcast hosting, you have um, pushing it out social media, you have podcast show notes, you have podcast visuals, you have, social media posts, you have social media engagement, you have Facebook lives, you have all the things around your podcast episode that, you know, you've got to look at SEO. There's just all these components. So I'm going to write down all of those thought bubbles and then I'm going to choose um, one of those bubbles and I'm going to create a process around that bubble. So if it's social media posts, I'm going to create the process just for what it looks like to create all the social media posts for the podcast. And that's not social media posts for like a promotion or a launch or anything else I have going on just for the podcast. And that may be, I don't know, 10, 20 steps. And then I'll take the next bubble. And then, you know, maybe that's the show notes. How many steps are that? And what happens is that then you create an entire process for the podcast that you've touched on every component of it and you've fully flushed it out. So, um, create an overview, choose one bubble, create a process for that bubble and repeat. And then you implement that process, simplify it, or you test and implement it, simplify it as you go, revise it, and then automate what you can. So that's what I have for you today. I am in the process of this. I will report back to let you know um, how the outsourcing of pieces of the podcast go. I'm excited about it. It's something that's a goal for me Um, to have completed by the second week of January. So I will report back. But in the meantime, thank you for tuning in. I hope this helps you define and create processes for you and your business. And next week, I cannot believe it. Next week is the Thanksgiving episode already. Oh, how can Thanksgiving be here? I don't know about you guys, but this year has just flown by. So I'm excited for 2020. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about gratitude practices to propel your life and your business. And it's very appropriate for Thanksgiving. And it actually comes out, I believe the day before Thanksgiving. So until then, have a wonderful week. I will see you next week. Thanks again for tuning in. Come connect with me on Facebook. Um, Connect with me on Facebook at Aliza Connor Consulting. And you can find a link to my business page over at alisaconnor.com forward slash 63. And I will see you next week. Take care.